Hello, I'm Kristen McDonald, and thanks so much for tuning into Second Vision. How would you like to unlock the mysteries to your soul and actually get behind and decode the things that are holding you back from true happiness? Well, my guest today, Robert Clancy, says that's all possible. His new book, which just hit the international best-selling rank yesterday, I believe, it's coming soon, Soul Ciphers, Decoding the Life of Hope and Happiness, is on its way. And Robert, at age 19, was actually at the lowest point of his life, but soon had a divine spiritual encounter that altered the path of his life. Today, he is mega successful. He is a spiritual teacher, inspirational speaker, a, um, a business and marketing entrepreneur, and owns his own spiritual design company for marketing and branding and web design. And he's also a contributor to KABC's Health Late Night Radio and has a worldwide fan following on the net on Facebook. And Robert says that his book will help inspire you and decode these blocks that are holding you back no matter what kind of a situation you're in, whether it's an abusive relationship, whether it's depression, whether it's um, loss of a job, loss of uh, many things in life that we all go through. So I'm really delighted to have him here today, and I hope you stay tuned and uh, look into his website and his book. Welcome, Robert. How are you? I am doing outstanding, and thank you so much for having me on today. Oh, it is such a pleasure. And, you know, one thing I forgot to mention, because I couldn't possibly enumerate all of your talents, (laughs) is that you are a a fifth, is it a fifth degree black belt? And why don't you tell tell the audience? Yes, I'm also a fifth degree um, black belt martial arts instructor, and I have my own school as well. It's amazing. I said earlier, you are a Superman, (laughs) (laughs) and you're a great volunteer in the community, and that's something that we're going to touch on today. So, so tell us, how did this book evolve? It's a very unique name and soul cipher. Right. The well, the first book is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Soul, and I had written that, uh, started actually uh, back in 2008, and it released in 2012. So I take my time apparently writing, but um, it had a, it had several inspirational stories, and I had, you know, things about how to do forgiveness or how to transcend grief or other things. And so many people came up to me and said, hey, I read your first book, and how do I do that? <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of chuckled, and I said, they didn't make the, the leap. <laughs> they saw my journey through it. Most people did, but there were still those that got stuck, and they said, you're so happy, and you have, uh, what's your daily routines? What do you do? And you must have a perfect life. And I said, no, I don't. I, I'm just like you. We're all dealing with something, and I have these little decodes I do every day. And so that's how the title came about, and I'm also a programmer. So I got a 100 on a logic exam. I am a a total science uh, logic person, and applied that to my spiritual side of reprogramming yourself for happiness. So at the end of each of these beautiful stories and inspirational stories that are in the book, there's three decodes that you can apply in your daily routines. Now, can you give us an example of one? Yeah. One is, uh, you know, maybe it's a story about... um, you know, your self-worth, and uh, at the end of that, I, I talk about smiling when you're alone, and that's a decode. Uh, you know, how many people don't do that? How many people don't bring that smile? You know, when I wake up in the morning, I smile before my feet hit the floor, and that's my gratitude moment, and 
applying that. So that's one of the decodes is, is smiling when you're alone. And the reason I do is because I realized I never am. You never am smiling? You never are smiling? I, I'm, no, I'm never alone. <laughs> oh, oh, you're never alone. <laughs> I'm Say for a happy guy, I'm I bet never, you smile a lot. Never alone. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, that's so true because a smile, even if you give a smile a stranger, it changes your whole energy within your body. Your whole, your facial expression just, you can't, it's hard to feel sad when you have a smile on your face. Right. You and, know, it, and it, it does, does something change, internally. Yeah. Exactly, and there's there's probably physical things that occur as well. So I, I think on a spiritual level it changes you. It's definitely going to change your chemistry, and those are all pieces that are there. And I looked at us, you know, humanity, we're the only creature that really has a smile. There's a reason for that. It's a tool that's given to us. It's how we can share our soul with another person easily or change their outlook. I've actually heard stories where... Somebody said they were planning on committing suicide, and somebody smiled at them, and they changed their mind. That's how powerful that tool is. I believe that. I really do. Because, you know, just take, for instance, when you're listening to the news all day, it's very hard to smile. And, you know, if you turn the channel and you turn on music, like Latin music, and you start dancing, and I do this sometimes, even when I'm by myself, you know, and your whole body energy changes. You start feeling happy. Your facial expression changes. Exactly. Yeah. How did you come to all of this? I mean, you had. Let's start at the beginning. You had a, a a lot of loss at 19, right? I mean, it was pretty hard to smile at that age, from what I understand when I read your background. Yeah, I, I lost several friends to suicide. Um, there was um, others were killed in horrible car accidents. Um, one was a motorcycle attic accident in an intersection, and the other one was uh, a friend was killed by a train. Um, you know, his car was hit, and he was trying to help oh. somebody else at the time. Uh, then my girlfriend at the time, we broke up. It was a horrible breakup, and um, I stopped, stopped caring. So then all my grades started plummeting. I was a straight-A student up to that point and almost kicked out of college, and my whole life just disintegrated all in a short no time. No wonder. And I made a conscious decision to actually not care anymore. I remember making that decision and about what's the point of life and why are we here and what's this all matter and why are we even helping people if it doesn't do any any good, you know, and that, that type sure, of, you know, sure. I was in a very dark place and just went all the way down and my feet were on rock bottom. I know what that feels like. Oh, it was so devastating to suffer all those losses. So, so how did you get yourself out of it? I mean, did you get a great counselor or did you... You said you had a, a divine spiritual encounter. Tell us about that. Right. Well, I didn't really have a counselor. In fact, I didn't ask for any help. It was in the restaurant I was working at. A waitress that worked there pulled me aside one night, and she said, I know what you're doing to yourself, and you need to stop, or you're going to end up killing yourself. And she said, put your hand out. And I tried to deny it, and then I broke down, and I put my hand out. And she rummaged through her purse. She took this little pamphlet, and it said how to meditate. And she put it in my hand, put hers on top of it, and said, you go home and do this. And I don't want to see you out at the bars tonight. And me being the analytical science person, I read everything. And I was about three hours into the meditation. And, um, you know, this is a secret that I kept for 30 years because I'm, I'm such a science-based person. 
Right. But I had this divine experience when an angel actually manifested, and I could see it with my eyes open or closed. And she touched me in the forehead at the end of this, and I, I know what I saw because this was with me for, it seemed like an hour or more. And I studied every detail, every feather in the wing, and it was translucent, spiritual, you know, guide in front of me, and it was larger than a person. There were no words ever spoken. It was all just communicated in some way to me, and I just think it was through thoughts and, and imagery is what I saw in my mind. And when she touched me, I was plugged into heaven, and I wanted to tell everybody, and I said, you know, they're going to put you in a straitjacket. So I just went to bed smiling, and I didn't tell really my family until 2012 when my mother passed away. Uh, I knew she was going to pass at about 2.30 a.m. that night because that was given to me, and I pulled my dad aside, and I told him what I just told you. And I wanted him to have peace. And then I decided, I really can't take this to the grave with me, and people need to know. And I knew, hey, you know, it's scary. It might affect my life. People might say he's insane and stop doing business with me and lose everything. But mm -hmm. I had to trust. I had to trust. Um, I was given that experience for a reason. I was saved for a reason. And then these beautiful words started coming into me. The first one was in about 1994. And the first quote, but on December 1st, 2012, it just, the floodgate opened up. And that's my page, my Facebook page had 111 fans that day. It now and, has over 620,000. And I just started posting the words that came into me. But this was before you were a spiritual leader, right, or inspirational speaker? I was you a speaker before that, yeah. I mean, I was on this path for 30 years. I just... Um, took it to the next level then, I guess, on the spiritual side. Right, right. I was doing inspirational speaking and motivational, but then I decided I have to open up the rest of what, why I'm doing this. What did the angel look like? I mean, I've, I've heard encounters, you know, like this from a few different people, you know, people I've interviewed and just people I've, I have met myself in life, and it just it fascinates me, or people have gone to the other side. I mean, did the angel have a particular look or facial yes. expression or was it just more of ghost-like or it was ghost-like so it was translucent um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was about seven feet tall so it was larger than a person um the wings were um the feathers were probably in the top part of it and the or the bottom actually where the large feathers were they're about two feet two and a half feet long sticking down and it looked exactly like what you think an angel would look like if she had you know, the rope belt, the sandals, um, everything except for the, uh, there was no, um, wow, <laughs> no musical Dressed instrument in, in her hands. <laughs> Dressed to but the she had, a, she had a tiara <laughs> and a beaded dress, um, but it was, I could see through it like a ghost and it was all white, make, like made out of light. And, um, most people. she was there for an I hour. Think. Yes. Pretty amazing. I have I have heard uh, I was many different accounts. Yeah, nose to nose with her, like she came in, and when I saw the movie Heaven Is for Real, yeah, when it first appeared, it was just this light on my wall, so I was kind of confused, and I could see with my eyes open or closed, and I thought, well, what is this thing? And at first, I thought, well, nothing's happening, and then I couldn't break the beam of it because it looked like a laser pointer, and it unfolded like a butterfly. 
when it got brighter and all of a sudden it, it just this like portal opened up and it, it came through that. So the heaven is for real. There's a scene in that movie that makes the hair on my neck stand up because that's exactly what I saw. You'll see three stars and then they unfold like butterflies into angels. No kidding. I love that book. There was a lot of controversy yeah. around that book. You know, there were skeptics, yeah. of course, but I still love the book and, and I, I'm a believer. So, you know, I, well, I, when I, I saw really... that, he had to, because that's exactly what I saw. Um, I he yeah. heard them singing, but that's that's as close as what I can tell you. The animations in that movie show, you know, it's it still pales in comparison, but that's right. what I right. saw. Right, yes. beautiful, beautiful. Well, tell us about what what's the black box in your book that you refer to? <laughs> Is that the black hole? Is that when you're at your lowest? No, depth? it's actually. I, I wanted to label it something inside of each of us we have this like hidden area these these things that we keep or we may not know they're there maybe from some incident you know that happened in your youth or something that you're keeping from everybody because you're ashamed of it or those things and you put it in this black box. oh pandora's box yeah <laughs> that's what i call inside. pandora's box <laughs> yes so it's inside you and the best way to you know, alleviate that is to find somebody that you trust and just speak it and get it out. And sometimes you don't know what's even there or what's in that box. And I didn't realize I had one. And, um, you know, there was a, uh, an exchange student that was staying with us from Germany and, and, um, you know, she was super outgoing and really happy. And, but then one day I noticed that there was a reason for that. And it was almost like I saw this projector and, she was. Everybody saw the movie screen, but she was still this little broken projector, and that was her black box. It was almost like her defense mechanism. Right. And right. She saw beyond that when I pointed it out, and she said, "I didn't even, you know, realize I had that, or I knew it was in there." And turned out that she never really knew her dad, and her dad had abused her when she was, you know, left her life when she was eight. Um, so that was what. That's what created the black box. And she had repressed it and just held on to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the secrets, like Oprah used to say, the secrets make us sick. Yes. And, you know, I just went through the loyalty to your soul at University of Santa Monica the weekend. I don't know if you've heard of Ron and Mary Holmick. Uh, no, I haven't, but... Uh, oh, they're I'm, wonderful. They, yeah. they, people, they teach, master, they, um, teach uh, masters in spiritual psychology, and it's a beautiful course. Yeah. And they've been on my show, and they actually invited me for the weekend. And my point is, I spent a whole weekend, it was like a, a mental marathon, you know, with um, all new people. And I've, I've done many of these seminars myself because I do inspirational speaking also. But I came away feeling so uh, just relaxed and, you know, this feeling that I had shared with so many different people that everybody's black box was opening up, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You, yeah. you have people just feeling like they had someplace safe, you know, to talk about something that right. had talked, they had just not been able to work out. So it's so healthy. So healthy. if you have a place where you yeah. you really feel safe to trust. And the most amazing thing of this with this um, exchange student from Germany is that when she left, she said, you're my dad. Oh, she just transferred her? Yes, like that. I, I showed her what a, a real dad would be. Oh, and, she she felt so trusting. Yes, and we're, you know, she's my daughter. It's just that's, you know, and her yeah. mom said, yeah, you know, you're her dad in, in that regard. And 
you know, she, she, I still get messages. I get, you know, on Father's Day, I got two, one for the German holiday and one for the American. She messaged me, you know, I woke up and there was a message sitting on my phone from her. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Well, look how you helped her, like you're helping so many other people. So so tell us more about the book. These are inspirational stories that are that you tell, and then at the end of the book, you have these exercises, right, to, yeah. to in, invite more love into our life, um, forgiveness, you know, all all the good things. Yeah, and just how to, how to practice all the different pieces that come together to make you rise above whatever your challenges are. I always look at when you're in a hole, you don't really see anything. And then when you come out of the hole, you're in the light, but you might be in the forest, and the forest seems very dense. But when they go to the top of the mountain, you can see the valley and how beautiful it is. It's all about perspective. So this book is, if I have one word to sum it up, it's about changing your perspective of how you approach life, how you approach your life, and how everything comes together. And at the end of, um, you know, I've got several stories uh, that I've written from other people as as through their eyes, I had to walk in their shoes and understand what they went through. And I've written them uh, and interviewed them and, and wrote their stories in there. And then I have the decodes, which are the takeaways, the little mm-hmm. practices. So one is um, on reverse climbs, and most people don't know what a reverse climb is, but I, I had foolishly tried to climb into the bottom of the Grand Canyon without enough supplies, and you're going into a desert, you're dehydrating slowly, and you don't realize it. And you tried to do down, this yourself? Yes, back when I was about 24. <laughs> oh, and uh, I went down about three hours, three or four hours down and thought this is easy. And I'm looking at all the people passing me and they look like they're about to pass out. And I thought they must be out of shape. Then, uh, you know, the, the canyon floor wasn't getting any closer. And I only had a half a bottle of water with me at this point, And I turned around. And that's when the climb starts. That's a reverse climb. And I learned that so many people lost their lives on that trail. And that night, with my legs burning, because trust me, I looked like those people I was passing when I got out. And I, I even left my car at the hotel and walked like a, almost two miles to the oh, trailhead. Oh, I can't imagine. So I was dying. And I got back, and I was on Bright Angel Trail. And um, I got to the hotel, and the woman said, were, were you uh, climbing in the canyon today? And I said, yeah. And she goes, make it to the bottom? I said, no. <laughs> Can't you tell? <laughs> and she said, what trail are you on? I said, Bright Angel Trail. She said, the nickname for that is Satan's Staircase. <laughs> I said, I know. <laughs> and I realized that people do these reverse climbs in life. It's easy to go down. The, the journey starts when you make the turn. But the right. key thing is making that turn. And I thought of how many people lost their lives on that trail who didn't ask for help, who didn't um, reach out and say, I was stupid and I was foolish, I should have brought more water. And then how many people passed those people and saw them in rough shape and didn't offer them something. And there is no way for them to get you out of there. I mean, there's not a park rangers. There's no, no. way for somebody to carry no. you up in time. If no, you always hear these yeah, these incidents yeah. on the news, you know, where someone right. is missing in action, and it's really terrible. Yeah. But, so, so what do you decode, say to someone? Sure, go yeah. ahead. No, the decode, the decode at the end of the chapter is, is, like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to admit you're struggling, and you have to acknowledge that within yourself first, and then it, 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 it transcends everything. It doesn't matter how rich or poor you are or what your position is in life. Everyone is struggling with something, and it's okay, and we're trained in society to give 
But when we're able to receive, it's sometimes we put up that blocker. We don't need the help, and mm-hmm. you do, and that's mm-hmm. that's decode. That's one of them from that chapter. Yeah, some people are very poor receivers, just in general. Right. It, you know, they 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 are the givers in the relationship, and they don't know how to receive. You know, and they they feel that they're very independent and don't don't want anyone to help them. And that's frustrating too, from the other standpoint. But what do you say to somebody who's just stuck in the anger or, or lost or depression? I mean, look at look at all the radical things happening now just across the United States with Harvey and, um, you know, the the floods in Florida. Just that's just one, you know, example. Right. Well, see, hatred, anger, or other things. You know, I look at it this way: light always wins a battle with darkness. Mm-hmm. It starts with you. It starts with your attitude and your perspective and bringing that light to the situation and and starting with that smile. And I look at all the things that are going on that we hear about. You know, it's like everybody thinks the whole world's coming to an end and it's going crazy. All these things have been going on for thousands of years. It's just that we get it piped at us at the speed of light coming into us every day. So you True. need to have that filter. You need to have a filter to know... 99.9% of the people out there are good people, and they are. And they I've are. encountered so many people. And today um, I'm mentoring a youth, you know, in our the city where my um, company is, and there's a new program. He had been arrested, and there's several of them, but they're not hardened. And the reason that he was arrested is he has no father in his life. His mother threw him out of the house at age 16, and he's living on the street, and he stole food. That's why he was arrested. Oh, my goodness. So I'm meeting and with him, and he's... So you're the big brother well, in the big brother program? It's not the big brother program, but it's like that. It's actually through mm-hmm. the court system. Instead of going on probation and, and, you know, giving him a record and having him have, you know, a probation officer, he's meeting with community people. And we're the only stability he has in his life right now. That's beautiful. And that's beautiful. the key. We can all make a difference. And, you know, I always think of that. There's that funny you know, the story about the, the boy on the beach throwing the starfish back in the ocean. And, you know, the old man comes by and there's all different versions of this. But he says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm saving a starfish. And he says, well, there's hundreds of thousands of them on the beach. How can you make a difference? And he picks up another one throws it in the ocean and says, made a difference to that one. Oh, I love it. It's so true. If you touch one person's life, you know, it, you know, when you walk out the door every day, you, you've made a difference, you know, by helping someone or offering them a smile or kindness or, yeah. you know, um, just trying to practice the way you'd like to be treated yourself. Right. And there's a silver lining in everything, and that's what I talked to this young man about. I said, you're experiencing things that most people don't understand or, or won't have perspective on. And you're going to be great, and you're going to bring these things out, and you're going to transcend this, and people are going to be in awe of you for he started here, and look where he ended up. That's where you got to set your GPS, and you set it high. Mm-hmm. So when you set your mm-hmm. GPS high, you have your destination, but then it's up to you to drive that car, and you need to get in it and do it and, and drive your life on that path. So and don't set an example. Love. Yeah. What do you What do you say to people who say, "I don't have the time. I have three kids. I have a job. I'm, 
you know, and, and look at all the things that you're doing. And I, that's why I joked with you earlier, saying, do you teach time management? I mean, you're, yeah. you've got the martial <laughs> arts studio, you've got the spiral design, marketing, and web design. You know, you're you're um, co-founder of a the huge marketing firm and work with all these major brands, and uh, spiritual teacher, author, father, um, you know, great husband. How do you do it? Well, the first thing is I hear people tell me they're too busy, and then I laugh because I'm I'm a type AAA personality. I have a couple of details no. for you. One is <laughs> whatever I start, I finish. And there's there comes a point where you, you have to let go of complete perfection because that's where most people get stuck. The second thing is that you have the same number of hours in the day to work with, and, yes, you might not have time to volunteer, you can share your smile. That is the simplest way and form of volunteerism out there. So if you don't have time for for volunteering, you can certainly smile. And if you have and you feel like you don't have time, tie it into your passions. If you have a passion like I do for martial arts, it does not become an extra thing. I'm actually doing martial arts and making people better through my passion because when I train them, I'm training them to be better people. So it, it all fits in. So whatever you have a passion for, if you were a cyclist, maybe you could run a spinning class in the off-season at a local Y for underprivileged kids. It's that easy to tie your passion into whatever you're doing. And, Absolutely. And, it's extra. and the last piece is to bring your family into it. So I volunteer with the scouts because my son is in the Boy Scouts. He's working toward his Eagle badge right now. And I've gotten to spend from when he started as a Tiger Cub and the Cub Scouts all the way up to now he's 17 almost 18, and see him grow up and become a young man, but be there in that volunteer capacity helping other kids as well. That's fantastic. No, I, I, I sing your praises, and I understand, because I, you know, this show uh, supports the blind and visually impaired, and yet anyone can listen, and, you know, we, we have a, a following with various different people who support the show, but... You know, it's something that I love to do. You know, that was my dream to be a talk show host, and so I've just kept it up, and I love doing this show because it's it's giving back to the community. So all the people on Airs LA volunteer right. across the country, you know, providing content for the blind. So it um, it's really Absolutely made a wonderful beautiful. shift in my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell us about your fan page. Uh, yeah, so the fan page is uh, Robert Clancy dash Guide to the Soul, and if um, if you just go to Facebook dot com slash Guide to the Soul, uh, there are thousands and thousands of words up there, and I'll just give you a taste of a couple. So, one is um, Love has no walls, thus it cannot be conquered. Love has no boundaries, thus it is always open. And love has no limits, thus it has no end. Um, all hearts come in one size large. Make sure yours is filled with love and compassion. When it overflows with love and compassion, it will accidentally spill over onto others. So there's no warning label on there, but if you read too many of the posts, you're probably going to overdose on love, and I'm not responsible for what you do. So I'm just putting that out there. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing to be addicted to. (laughs) That's a healthy addiction. That's wonderful. And the book is, as we said earlier, um, why don't we give everyone your website? Sure. It's uh, soulciphers.com, and I have a special right now uh, for the pre-order because I just know this book will help heal people. I put it out there at $0.99 before the price goes to the actual retail price after it launches, and I have like $300-plus in 
extras that people have given me, other spiritual leaders. There's a, a Swami Sadashiva's uh, best-selling book, um, 21 Days to Joy, is up there. You can get that as a free download with, with the pre-order. All you do is go back and, and plug it in. But it's Soul Ciphers, S-O-U-L-C-Y-P-H-E-R-S.com. Oh, my God, that's amazing. So you're saying you can get the ebook for 99 cents? Yes, right now. Pre-order. So, oh, yeah. that's fantastic. I will do it. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's great. Definitely. Yeah, I have um, I have a friend of mine help me do it this weekend. That's wonderful. And and tell us, how can we tune into KABC Radio at night? You're a, a regular contributor there on the the Late Health Night Radio. Yeah. Uh, if you yeah, if you go to um, it's late night health dot uh, com, and then also it's on iTunes, and it's um, I think he's got uh, it's the the show actually it's on several different formats, but they they put the um, MP3s are all up there, so you can go listen to previous episodes, and I have a page up there. It's just uh, Moments with Robert, so you just click that, and all of my stuff's in um, on a player there, so there's a SoundCloud player that's embedded in the page, and it just everything gets loaded in there. Beautiful. I have Alexa. Do you think I can get it on Alexa? Uh, most likely, yeah. I, it's if you She search, does all the uh, iTunes. That yeah, would be wonderful. The host there, it's it's all uh, wonderful health information of everything. And I, I do the inspirational segments every week and I've been on for going into my third year now. Good for you. My God, congratulations. Well, you are an inspiration to everyone. And um, I can't thank you enough for, for doing the show. Is there is there anything else that you'd like to share with us today about the book or, you know, coding, decoding rather, and something you'd like to leave us with, something extra? Yeah, just my my whole purpose in life is, and this is my life path, is to teach how important kindness is. And just get out there, share your smile. Whatever you're struggling through, it's always going to pass. You know, I look at it this way. The sun still has to rise even on dark days, and it still has to shine, even though you can't see the light sometimes. But it's there. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You know, we all have something. And it's a matter of what you what you make with the situation. You know, always it's it's really all about attitude. So, yeah. Robert, angels always you... <laughs> angels always win a battle of light because they're we- I mean, a battle of darkness because their weapon of choice is light. So, I just look yeah, at it's true. Angels carrying that sword. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and and it's a good way to um, to live every single day. You know, to live with love in your heart and just try to turn over what you can't change. And work with what, you know, God has given you. Right. So I wish you all the best with the book. I can't wait to read the, you know, the complete book. And remember everyone out there listening that how long does the 99-cent download offer last? It'll go uh, until the book actually publishes, which is on October 3rd. So if you get in there, I might extend it for a little bit beyond that, uh, maybe 72 hours. But it's... uh, yeah, it's it's on Amazon Soul Ciphers. If you decoding a life of hope and happiness, if you search that, you'll you'll come on the um, the book. Okay, and so go we to go to website. Amazon and and not your website. You can go to the website. There's a direct link to the page, and then you go back to the page to um, enter your information, and it'll send you an email with all of the downloadable and where you get them all. Okay, beautiful. And could you tell our listeners one more time what the website is? Yep, it's Soul Ciphers. Uh, dot com. So it's S O U L C Y P H E R S dot com. Go there. There's a link for the pre-order, and then go back and enter. There's a simple form where you enter your order number and name, and 
it will email you um, all of the downloadables and other pieces that come with that, all those um, extra pieces. So it's uh, tons of Fabulous. stuff. Well, I'm sure it's going to be a huge success. So thank you a million times for your time today and, and being with us. And I wish you all the success in the world. And for those of you listening, thank you so much for tuning in again today to Second Vision. And remember, you can decode the things that are holding you back and live a life of joy and happiness. Soul Ciphers, you've been listening to Kristen McDonald, and my guest is Robert Clancy. Have a blessed day. Thank you. <laughs>